Welcome to the Moms Hustle Different Podcast, where we discuss Black moms navigating work and motherhood. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Brenda Miller, and welcome to another episode of the Moms Hustle Different Podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to just take some time to mention how much I love coming to you guys every week. Um, What would honestly help me a lot is if you can send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you think about the podcast, what you think about the episodes. And if you don't have Instagram, you can always email me at Brenda at MomsHustleDifferent.com. And if you have the opportunity and you're on an Apple device, could you leave a review on Apple Podcasts to let other people know what you think about the podcast? I want to ensure that I'm continuing to produce episodes that are relevant for you. I want to make sure that the episodes, the guests, the content that I'm providing is interesting for you as a mom who hustles different. So if you could do any of those three things for me, I would truly appreciate it. Um, It doesn't cost you anything. Just shoot me a message. Let me know what you think about the podcast. It would mean a lot. So this week, I'm grateful for the opportunity to highlight another awesome mom who is really doing it big for the single mamas. It's so fitting that this month, she's actually highlighting single mom month all throughout her platform. So make sure you check out the show notes and follow her on Instagram to learn more about what she has coming up. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Marisa, Coach Risa Cuffey is a certified life coach for single moms, speaker, and author. She has years of coaching and speaking experience. She has a beautiful daughter who is 17 years old and an eight-year-old female cockapoo, which is a cocker spaniel poodle dog. While working in corporate full-time, Coach Risa is also the founder and CEO of Butterfly Fly LLC. Her coaching company is where single moms receive the tools to overcome pleasing people, mom guilt, and putting themselves last so that they can live a fulfilled life before the empty nest. Even though being, being a single mom has been demanding at times, Coach Risa realized she could not let it stop her, and she said she had to say yes to herself to live a better life. She believes her purpose is to help other single moms do the same. Her motto is, Say yes to yourself because you come first, single mom. Thank you, Miss Coach Risa, for coming to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So um, the first section, as you know, the podcast is brag on your baby. So you have to tell me about your daughter. Oh, man, I don't even know where to start. Um, One thing about my daughter, she is wise beyond her years, like an old soul. Um, She's 17 years old, as you said, and she is graduating high school in June. And it is something that I'm so proud of her. Um, I'm proud of myself (laughs) uh, with being a single mom to even get to this point. Um, years ago, we 
talked about what her graduation date was. And I was like, girl, I don't, we don't even need to talk about 2021. <laughs> I know, right? And so, you know, and look, we're here. And so she's going to be graduated. She's an honor roll student. Um, she's going to be going to college in August. Um, and I'm just so proud of her. She stayed focused even during um, COVID with her, you know, being virtual um, and being a senior and not having those activities She's definitely worked on uh, remaining positive through all this stuff that's going on. And she's been able to maintain honor roll. I'm, I'm just so proud of her. I, I really can't even say enough. Like, <laughs> I could talk about her this whole podcast. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I often think about those seniors because we all remember, you know, those moments that you look forward to or you yeah. dread, <laughs> um, but you think about <laughs> prom and you know, yeah. your last, uh, the senior classes and senior skip days and, you know, whatever mm-hmm. else comes up and all the foolishness you get into your last yeah. year. And I'm proud of um, your daughter and all the other kids who are out there Thank just you. like making it work, doing yep. the Zoom classes and all of mm-hmm. that um, and getting ready to go to college. Yeah, I'm excited. I told her this is basically, it's not a new chapter. It's, this year is a new book for us. Yeah. Because um, we're, we're starting something. It's going to be totally different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely can understand that. So where were you in your career when you first became a mom? When I first became a mom, I didn't have a career. I started um, my sophomore year in college and um, I wasn't able to make it to class. Um, And when I was making it to class, I was sleepy and I was pregnant. So I didn't finish college. I was um, going to college for, um, to be a psychologist actually. And I didn't have a career. So I was working um, at a beauty supply store Sally Beauty Supply, because in high school, and this was right after high school, well, you know, like I said, the second year of college, I was working at Sally Beauty Supply. In high school, I took up um, cosmetology. We could go to a tech school and do regular school. And mm-hmm. so I was working in a hair salon. So when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was like, okay, I can't make it a class. What am I going to do? And so um, not too long before that, I had took the um, the state board test to get my cosmetology license. And so I didn't pass it, but like a couple of points. I was so mad because I was like, okay, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a cosmetologist. I'm going to be doing hair and I'm going to be <laughs> a psychologist, you know? So they go together because your hairstylist is who, you know, help you doing things. Not saying that I would cancel you know, necessarily, but they go together. And mm-hmm. um, I ended up working in the hair salon under a temp license while I was pregnant. Um, I did get out of, I did um, drop out of school. And so um, I did that. And then I was like, girl, you're not going to have time to build up clientele because she's coming. And I needed a more stable um, income. And so I ended up getting my, getting a job um, working in a call center, actually Ticketmaster. Years ago, you had to call and buy tickets. 
or you could go somewhere to get tickets to concerts mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I was the one that you would talk to on the phone. From there, I progressed into more of a corporate career. So, wow. yeah. I mean, that sounds like you're wise behind, you know, your years as well to be, you know, college age in your early 20s, pretty much, and saying, all right, okay, I need a more stable job, <laughs> you know, to have this, yeah. you know, if I'm going to have this child, that's still yeah. wise because some people are just like, all right, like kind of almost a deer in the headlights in some instances where you can't think when things don't happen your way. So what what was that like um, transitioning and kind of giving up in a way on the cosmetology portion is something that you were excited about and leaving school early and then, you know, going to a call center. Yeah, it was, it was like, I, I don't even really, I never even really talked about it before till just now. So it wasn't, I wasn't upset or anything at the time. Um, I just knew that I had to do what I had to do. Um, and even though I couldn't finish, you know, getting my degree in psychology, I felt like, okay, at least I can do what I was doing, which was doing hair. And then I'm in a hair salon every day and I'm, you know, and it was a, um, a multicultural, it wasn't just a black hair salon. I was doing different cultures hair. And so it was like, okay, I'm paying booth rent. I'm living with my mom and I'm 19, 19 yeah. years old. And so it's like, okay, girl, you're going to have to get something a little more stable. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, because as you're doing hair, you build your clientele. She was born um, in May. She actually was born the day before Mother's Day in 2003. Yeah. And so, I didn't have a lot of time because, as I said, I had just ended um, my first semester in college. So once, you know, your second semester in college is spring. So I didn't have a lot of time to get ready, you know. So I I had to make a move. So how was it establishing a new career as a young mom and, you know, going into an entirely different field. So you're at a call center and you're working towards corporate, more of a corporate career. What did that look like, especially in the early stages? It was, it had its challenges because going from working in a hair salon, I, even though, you know, I was just starting out, I still had my own hours, you know? So those days, and especially this is like the, towards almost the end of my pregnancy I'm like okay first of all who's gonna hire me and I'm pregnant (laughs) that was right but I wasn't showing as much but I made sure that they knew I was pregnant when I went in for the interview interview for the job but it was challenging because I had my own schedule as a hairstylist and then here's your set schedule you got to be here at this time so I couldn't go with how I was feeling when I was pregnant, which thank God I didn't have a bad pregnancy, but it had its challenges with getting adjusted to the schedule. Yeah, I could imagine that, especially when you first, um, towards the end of your pregnancy, when you start having to go mm-hmm. to the bathroom, you had a call yeah. sitting excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. like, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yes. the water was not my friend. <laughs> so did you have dreams at that point of like what you wanted to do next? Like after, while you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out like, okay, what's next? Or did you kind of fall into like your new roles as you grew in your career? I kind of, it just flowed um, because unfortunately the call center was going to be closing and I had been there for maybe almost two years or so. And so they told us, and the company was great about it. They told us in advance that that particular site was closing and because things were changing, things were more online and they were actually changing to um, some of the locations like in department stores where you could go get tickets for a concert. They were changing that too. So they had companies come in to interview us um, and they helped us with our resume and they were real flexible. Um, and then at that point, I got a job at Bank of America and doing the same thing, customer service call center. So I actually was working at Ticketmaster and then in the later time going to Bank, Bank of America for training. So there was a point where I actually was working two jobs for at least like a month and a half until um the company closed and then i was just at bank of america that's awesome i mean to have that opportunity because we all know especially now it can be very challenging when you get laid off but to have an Mm -hmm. opportunity where they're like hey here's some people you know see if you like them (laughs) interview right it was amazing it was amazing it really was and it definitely lifted a weight off my shoulders with being a new mom you know like we're closing what am I gonna do you know new health insurance am I gonna be without health insurance for me and my daughter you know what what is that what is that gonna be like and they they were so good to us during that time that's good that's awesome and it's it's also good just to be able to continue to grow into these like customer service roles and mm-hmm. being able to have a job, a good, you know, job with benefits as a college yeah. dropout. Like that's, you know, those are things that you worry about <laughs> when you're a mom and you're just like, all right, I want to do my best. <laughs> I got to yeah. make money though. Exactly. Like she's going to need some, you know, I, I wasn't breastfeeding. It, it wasn't really a thing. I didn't really see people in my family doing it. So she was on formula. So it's like, this stuff ain't gonna pay for itself. You know, she need diapers and things. And mm. yeah, it was, it, it was definitely challenging, yeah. but I'm grateful that God, he made a way for everything. Just thinking back on my life and especially now, cause she's 17 everything was just really strategic mm-hmm. you know it 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 just flowed it was challenging but I made it through and it flowed you know that's awesome so as you continue to grow in your career was it something in you that wanted to also pursue entrepreneurship because you have you know butterfly now and how did that kind of come about alongside of your career growth? And no, well, to answer the question, no, 
Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about being an entrepreneur. And it's funny that you mentioned like, did I have dreams? You know, a few moments ago, you mentioned dreams. And God told me in a dream in 2014 that I was going to have a company called Butterfly Fly. I had no desires to be an entrepreneur. Um, coaching was just really um, becoming a thing and being more known. I was always one that my friends and some family would come to for advice, but I didn't, you know, have dreams of being an entrepreneur and being a coach. Originally, you know, I wanted to be a psychologist. So yeah. it's kind of like full circle. Um, but yeah, he told me in a dream in 2014 that I was going to have a company called Butterfly Fly. I woke up out of the dream con- a little confused because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where it came from, but I wrote it down. And so um, two years later, I started Butterfly Fly. And um, I was, and I still am, I'm working for a different company now in corporate um, as a business analyst. So I'm still working full-time in corporate while having what I call butterfly. Wow. So that's, that's awesome. I mean, so for one, you're telling me that you went from, uh, honestly, like a college dropout, Mm -hmm. a teenage mom into a call center worker and then, and now, 17 years later, a business analyst and an entrepreneur, you know, and a coach for other single moms. I mean, that's like, do you look back on that and think about where you are now? And they're just like, whoa, I like, this is really happening with a daughter that's about to graduate from high school. Right. Yeah, I do. Because I mean... <laughs> I remember high school like I was like it was yesterday. And so to have a daughter that, you know, I have to catch myself sometimes because I still feel young. You of know, course. <laughs> I'm 37 and it's like, OK, all right. Yeah. So I do think back on it. And, and you know, for real, this is like the first time where I've actually verbally talked that whole process out. Um, and it is mind blowing you know, to be at this point, like you said, um, to not finish college, um, but to be full circle and being, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm a coach, you know? Um, And then to help, I basically help women to overcome what I went through, you know, during this time, things were okay as far as job-wise, but there were other things that were going on as a mom and being a young mom, you Mm -hmm. know? that I fell into and I, you know, I had to get out of, but it was, it is amazing that I've had this journey. So what would you say to young 19, 20 year old Risa? Uh, Like, what would you say? (laughs) Like, would you, what would you say to her? I would tell her not to worry. Um, because that was something that I thought about all the time. Like, I'm, I'm one to think ahead. And so, you know, as you can tell, when I was saying, you know, I'm pregnant, what you going to do with this baby, getting this, this money and paying this booth rent, these people not coming in here every day to get their hair done or to yeah. get their hair cut, you know, how are you going to build up this clientele? And I was like, I'm going to have to get a, a real job, you know? Yeah. Can I do this on the side and do a real I could have, 
And I did friends hair here and there. And I mean, I still do hair on the side now, but it's like my sister, you know, whatever, my mom, but it was like, no, cause you're pregnant. I wasn't trying to put that much pressure on myself, but it's, I would tell her to not worry. Um, and I would tell her that, you know, just let God lead the way because when I did throughout my whole, um, I call it my single motherhood journey, I had to take my hands off of things. And I learned that as time went on, when I took my hands off it and let him fully take control and follow his lead, put in the work that I do my part still, but let him lead, life got so much better. It really yeah. did. Yeah, because I, I mean... That always happens. I mean, that's why we always say Jesus take the wheel because (laughs) we're just like, we driving ourselves in the ditches and off the side of the road, feeling (laughs) the little bumps on the side, all types of stuff. But when he drives like perfect, he does the right types of brakes and all types Mm -hmm. of stuff. So I think that makes total sense, especially when you talk about being a single mom as well like on top of being a young mom on top of being new in your career or even before you even started your career and having to shift and make these changes so early um that at some point you gotta be like all right god you let this happen like this happen (laughs) it's like the gps when you take when you decide when you put in the address but you decide you want to turn left when it's telling you to turn right. And it's like rerouting, rerouting. It's like, okay, God was like, look, can you just let me take this? I got this. Like, And I had to realize his track re- record is better than mine. So mm-hmm. why not let him take the wheel, turn the GPS off, or let him actually be the GPS, yeah. you know, and actually do what the GPS says. Turn left when he says turn left, you know? Yeah. I love it. It's the truth. It's the ultimate truth. Um, so what I know you talked about when you talk to the single moms that you coach um, about the specific challenges of single moms. Um, what were some of the challenges that you were facing, you know, as a single mom, as a single working mom? I know you said at one point you were living with your mom. So I know I'm sure she helped out every now and then, but what could you tell me a little bit about that journey? Yeah. Yeah. I was living with my mom um, up until uh, my daughter went into first grade. We moved out, um, got my first apartment um, and my mom ended up moving in with my grandmother to take care of her because she had dementia, early stages of dementia. And so um, I moved back into the place that we were living because it was cheaper than my apartment. Um, and so that whole process, um, even with living with my mom was a challenge because it was like when I would tell my daughter no, my, mom, my daughter would go ask my mom. And it was like, she was a dad Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was a mom, you know, she would play us against each other. So that was challenging. Um, But the main challenges that I do talk to single moms about and I help them overcome is like the three top things that I struggle with. And I struggle with pleasing people. Like I was always saying yes to everybody else and not saying yes to myself. Um, And then the other thing 
is basically mom guilt, which it wasn't called mom guilt then, but mom guilt where I felt bad if I was to do something for myself and not get something for my daughter at the same time. Yeah. When knowing, knowing that she has her necessities, but I wasn't, you know, getting things for myself that I should have been getting and, you know, doing things for myself that I should have been doing as, and basically like rewarding myself, you know? And then the third thing is basically putting myself last. Like I was putting myself last with everything. You know, people say, put your kids first, but I say to say yes to yourself and put yourself first because as single moms, if we aren't good, the household isn't good. Yeah. And so that means that our kids aren't good. And so that, those are the three things that I help the single moms with because I struggled with that in my early days because I was a young mom and I went off of stuff that I saw. I saw my grandma taking care of everybody, you know, and cooking and cleaning and all this, but she wasn't, you know, there were times when she really wasn't happy. Yeah. You know, because she was pouring from an empty cup all the time. She wasn't really taking care of herself, yeah. you know. Um, and but she there were times she had happy moments, I believe. But I think that if she did more for herself um, and this is I'm speaking of my mom's mom, if she did more for herself and she would, you know, have, I think she would live the more fulfilled life. She was always the life of the party, you know, but I I think that there was something underneath that, you know, to make things a little lighter because she, you know, she had been through a lot. So it's important for us moms to take care of ourselves. Yeah, that's real. Um, We talk a lot about that because we just need to hammer it in because a lot Mm -hmm. of times even when we think we're taking care of ourselves then next thing you know we still doing something right yeah like no girl (laughs) sit down if you don't sit in the car and eat your ice cream (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you don't gotta get them a cup like (laughs) before you pick them up go ahead and eat your ice cream or after they go get your stuff together um (laughs) because it's so necessary because like you said a lot of people have grown up seeing these examples of women who were scared to show their weaknesses or scared to show when they weren't feeling like doing something but they just did it anyway and we're seeing that as the example when if they really went and looked inside of themselves they probably like you know I probably wouldn't have done that all the time like they set in these high standards (laughs) Like we're gonna mm-hmm. clean the house every every day, you know, from top to bottom. Yeah. Like, look, and a lot, and sometimes I see people talking about um grandmoms and great grandmoms who were at home for the most part. Yeah. And when you is a difference between a working mom, like when you think of someone who's at home and it's like, all right. And there wasn't no cable, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like they weren't watching Netflix. They couldn't watch Netflix. It didn't exist. You know, they could listen to the radio or something like that. So our circumstances, our environmental circumstances are different as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important for us to remember. Um, So tell us more about um, Butterfly Fly 
And um, I know you said that you help them to work against trying not to please people and try not to have mom guilt and putting yourself last, um, try not to do that. So what else, like, how do you work with clients? Um, basically, I have, um, well, there's two ways. Um, I have a, I do a three-day challenge um, called A Flight to a Better Life. And so in that three days, because one thing is we like challenges. And so I was like, okay, how can I, I want to make it fun. You know, yeah. and and so it's it's not like your typical coaching. It's really like a virtual party, um, and I call it a flight to a better life because I want the moms to just think about themselves. Like when you go on a flight to a vacation, you're not thinking about things back home. You're thinking about how much fun I'm gonna have on this vacation, the excursions, what am I gonna wear, you know? And so I I make it fun, and so. But we dig deep on some things. We dig yeah. deep on why can't you say yes to yourself? Like what's stopping you? What are the limiting beliefs that you've taken on and put on your shoulders that you saw, you know, or what is it that you can change in your schedule so that you can put yourself first? And why do you feel guilty when you do things for yourself? Like what is that? But it's fun, you yeah. know? Um, and I do that. I'm in a private Facebook group. It's in um, and it's with, you know, however many moms that that want to join it. And then the other thing I do is um, a three month program called Revive Your Life. And Revive Your Life is an extended version of the three day challenge um, because some moms feel like, OK, I went through the challenge, but. Two weeks later, I need some accountability. Like, you yeah. know, I need somebody to hold me accountable and for me to keep me on track and things like that. So that's what I do. And we dig even deeper in the three months, you know, when I'm there to support. It's a community of single moms as well. So you're not feeling alone. Um, and we're in it together. You know, um, a lot of single moms feel like they're alone, but we're not. There's millions of single moms in the world, millions of mothers in the world. But because we because we go through these challenges, it can be difficult because it's just us going through yeah. the challenge. But all of us have challenges, you know, and that is something that I know that I struggled with and that I'm, you know, I help guide the single moms through that. And then um in that time, I do spend one-on-one -on -one time with the moms outside of the group um, so that they can have that individual time with me and it's more intimate. Um, but that's how I, how they can work with me. And then, I'm, you know, I, I do live on Instagram and Clubhouse and, you know, Facebook. And yeah. I call it our virtual girls trips. Um, and I make it fun. You know, it, it has to be fun. I'm, I'm not a dry coach it's not yeah. like <laughs> we're just sitting there talking about your problems no we're working on you having a fulfilled life and we're going to act like and we're going to see it before we see it and actually do it now you know that's awesome I think sometimes we all need that we need accountability buddies and partners in this journey yeah. because as moms as um career women as everything else, all the other roles that we play in life, we really need to have that support and 
you know, and sometimes somebody else can see something that you can't or can help you to see the things that have been blind spots in your life. So I think that's awesome. And so what do you do to take care of yourself, even within, you know, having a full-time job, running a coaching program and meeting with these women and having a 17 year old that's about to graduate from God, I mean, from high school and headed to college. What, how do you take care of yourself? The, the number one thing that I have to do is put myself on my calendar. I, you know, I plan, you know, we have doctor's appointments, we have special dates for this, we have special dates for that. You know, um, I have my clients on my calendar, but if I don't put myself on my calendar, I'm not a good, really, I'm not good at all. Like (laughs) as a woman, as a mom, as a, as a coach, you know, as an employee, you know, so I have to make sure that I put myself on my calendar and putting myself on my calendar can mean a lot of things. I love to read magazines like Essence Magazine, O Magazine. So that me time with just sitting up with my feet propped up and reading a magazine is my thing. Um, I also love to take naps. Yeah, (laughs) That is something that I love to do. uh, And it's something that's necessary because working in corporate and being a business analyst, I'm in my mind a lot doing reports and then I'm coaching. I'm in my mind, you know, I'm I'm thinking and I'm helping and I'm doing this. And so I have to make sure that I give myself those mental breaks. And then, I mean, right now, because of COVID, I, I do things where sometimes I just sit in the car a little longer, you know, um, Go get ice cream for me. <laughs> Go to the store, just me, you know, to get groceries or whatever for the house. But and to just have good girlfriend conversations. Like I talk to my homegirls, you know, when I on the way and things like that. So I make sure I have some girl time, which I didn't do a lot of that in the beginning or in the middle, I'll say. And then the other thing is working on self-development. Like self-care isn't just taking naps, you know, reading uh, magazines or getting your nails done and getting a massage. Self-care is also your self-development, you know? And so I, you know, even though I'm a coach, I have coaches. So, you know, I participate in programs so that I can grow as a coach. And then also so that I can grow as a woman, you know? Um, And then for fun, like I, I love music. So, um, you know, I do a little yoga, do a little cardio on the Peloton app. Um, And my dad has been playing the guitar um, basically most of his life. So he's going to be teaching me how to play the acoustic guitar this year. Fancy. Um, Yeah. And I used to play alto saxophone. I still have it now. Um, And so music is just my thing and so I'm excited to learn how to play the acoustic guitar that's my self-care you know what is fun for me what is going to give me some relief and me saying yes to myself basically you know that's good I mean I think it's nice to have a variety of things that you can do when you're feeling like all right I need a half day and uh, leave me alone I gotta get my nap in listen to some music play some music, whatever you need to do. So I think that's awesome. 
So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to put your information in the show notes, but is there anything else that you would like to share about um, your business and how people can connect with you? Yeah, um, I would say definitely follow me on social media. Um, I'm definitely one to um, do different things and on different platforms. I am on Facebook under Butterfly Fly, you know, Instagram, Butterfly underscore Fly. And the last fly is F-L-I. And and there's a reason for that. It's F-L-I because it stands for full of love and inspiration. And so that is what I want um, the single moms that I call butterflies. That's what I want them to feel when they are on my page, when they're, you know, talking with me. Um, And I am on Clubhouse same thing butterfly underscore fly and um yeah so you'll be able to see the different things that I'm doing I post flyers up uh, when I'm doing different things and hosting um different events virtual for now um online and I do send out um inspirational text messages and affirmations to moms because there's times when we just meet like a little pick-me-up yeah. And so um, I do that. And, you know, the information um, for that is available. And I'll give you that information so you can put that up as well, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of ways for them to connect with me and see what's going on. Awesome. I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk today. I think that um, people can be inspired, you know, by your journey and what you've been able to accomplish and how you're not just kicking up your feet. You're also giving back to the other moms out there who may have been in your shoes before, or, you know, are feeling discouraged or feeling overwhelmed that you can help them and get them back to a place where they feel like they're full of love and inspiration. Um, So I think that's awesome. And I'm so glad that you joined us for the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, so if you remember anything from this episode, remember to put yourself on your calendar. Don't overbook yourself and forget you. Um, So everyone, I have some special things coming up in the next few weeks and I would love for you to know first So join my email list to receive my monthly newsletter. I promise that I won't spam you. Um, Those links are in the show notes. I really appreciate you for coming again for another episode of Mom's Hustle Different. And I'll see you next week. Bye.